with Jeremy Dirtball Cummings. How goes it, brother? It goes. It goes all right. And just so, a little back up for everyone um, listening, this was a very impromptu show. I hit you up, what, 10 minutes ago? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So I had um, two guests who bailed all of a sudden. It was a big bummer because um, today is the March 30th, so the riots just happened here and last night. I mean, just down the street. I don't know if you walked from that yeah, direction. Yeah, the Bayou 2 got Yeah, the Bayou 2. Like, literally the next door had uh, its windows bashed in and stuff. So they were like, I don't know. We don't feel safe going out today because it was two black people, like two people in the hip-hop community. So I was like, that's shitty dirtball. You want to do a show? <laughs> so here we are, brother. Um, just before we got here, you were uh, jerking off to Elon Musk and his rocket going off, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's an interesting juxtaposition because we have Minneapolis going on, which is horrible. That's the worst side of America. Yes. And then at the same time, we have not only a SpaceX launch, but the first launch of astronauts from American soil since 2008, I believe. That's pretty cool. And the most interesting thing that occurred to me earlier is there's some people who are only seeing Minneapolis and they're not seeing space. Just and a there's super some people, quick clarification. What? You mean Minneapolis is the worst side of what happened with the police, not the riots. The riots aren't the worst side of America. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, the fact that riots are needed to happen right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. You're not, like, condemning the riot. Okay, go on about this. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, you saw probably what I posted on Instagram the other day. Like, rage is the only reaction that makes sense mm -hmm. to what happened like i wish they were not looting businesses i wish they were only burning down police stations and but it's target. like yeah i don't i don't i mean i don't mind target being looted honestly because targets are not good for the community but. no and they're the shitty people who when they were peacefully protesting the day after it happened and police in a car just drove by with mace out the window they all went to target and they're like hey can we get medical school supplies they're like no they turned them away mm. so it's like yeah fucking burn down that target Fuck my target. god yeah I've only I've also only heard bad things from my friends who've worked at Target. Yeah, no, I mean any corporate place like that's brutal. But go on. So I mean that's the first because we usually use Russian uh, rockets, right? Yeah, so I use the those are, that's the name of the Russian rocket. But yeah, now Elon Musk and NASA just launched astronauts into space, and it's just interesting to have like that juxtaposition of different things. Complete optimism for the future on one side and complete pessimism for the present and probably the future on the other because there hasn't been any good change in police brutality, at least in my life. No, it's pretty bad out there. Do you want to know what happened? Two weeks ago, I spoke with someone um, who's like the event planner. He actually connected with the guest that's coming in just about an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and I asked him, like, what's a cause that you're really big on? And he said, uh, black people need to lift up other black people and black communities and stuff, like putting mm -hmm. money into black banks and stuff. Um, and yeah. which got to the, all the way to the point where I said, and it's going to sound way out of context. I want to put this episode out right before that one. And I'm going to put that one out probably on like Monday or Thursday, just, mm -hmm. you know, but I want to deconstruct what I said. I said, all lives matter. But not in a rebuttal. I know. I fucked up so bad. Because it was a week before any of this broke out. So none of... I know. God damn it, man. All of this hadn't happened yet. And I was like, oh, that's like a phrase that people say from 2015 or 16. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. people didn't really like it. But I'm like, why? I didn't realize how charged of a phrase it was. Yeah, I remember seeing one video uh, at a Trump rally where these people were basically like 
chanting all lives matter while they beat the shit out of a black guy really? at the rally. Yeah. See, that's fucking bad. Okay, so I didn't know. I want to deconstruct it's, it's what a, I said. It's a phrase that sounds like it is correct, yeah. but it just got tainted by these assholes on and the alt right. I didn't realize it, but I didn't say it in the way that he's like, black lives matter, and I'm like, well, yeah, no, well, you know what? All lives matter. That would have been a horrible thing to say. What I was saying, I was like, man, just a couple days ago, I had a guest on who like defended police brutality, even against white people, huh. and then it got me to the place where I'm like, if you look up statistics, twice as many white people die as black people a year and it's like oh black people make up less because there are more white people yeah but then if you look at i mean yes black is it people like make pro- up, is it proportional or is it just like a bigger number uh, okay so i don't want to get into the math people can, <laughs> people could argue that the math is racist and i agree in some aspects as soy boy of a thing that sounds to be but black people make up 13 percent of the population and i don't know white people probably make up 70 and white people get killed from cops twice as many i think 600 die compared to 300 black people a well, year actually, roughly Recently, we got to the point where there are more non-white people than white people oh, wow. in America. So maybe that's 50%. So I, I would say maybe like white people are 40%, yeah. but 45. So, so going from there, what percent of white people are these old ladies and shit like that? And, you know, and, and same for black people. But the point is, if you look at like uh, murders and violent assaults and stuff, it's roughly 50-50 between white and black people, like an even number. So if you look at like violent crimes compared to people shot and killed by cops, all I was saying is, I'm like, you can look up on Bad Cop No Donut on Reddit, and there are tons of videos of, or like pictures of white people who look exactly like me getting the shit beaten out of them by six white cops or a guy on LSD was tased to death and he like smacked his head on the ground 50 times. And it's like, there's no one advocating for you and I. And I was just getting to the point that it's like, it's not a race thing. This isn't a race war that we're trying to incite. It's cops do thing like like cops need to be held accountable against all people it's not just like cops mistreat black people cops i'm scared to shit as cops so it was like in in context i was like i saw a twitter profile that said all black trans lives matter and i'm like what this really gets to is that all lives matter and lives aren't being treated like they matter mm-hmm. i feel really bad about saying it <laughs> but oh well i mean yeah because it is really at the core of it it's about state power it's about a government is a monopoly on acceptable violence and police are the mechanism through which they exercise that acceptable violence and there is a long history of like people in power using racial divisions to keep the lower class separated against itself Mm -hmm. but it's also like in america there's also that history of obvious white supremacy and like I don't know, it is hard to puzzle out because when you get into you can get into the math and you start to see some logical truths that are completely different from the emotional truths of mm-hmm. what the media is showing. Yeah, but all, I mean, it, it is complicated. Let's take it as a one case basis. A guy, a white cop, had his knee on a black guy's neck for nine minutes. No, and the That's other absurd. And the other, like systemically, there are not that many good cops. In the sense that they don't stop the bad cops. Yes. Like, all those other police officers had to do was, like, Not get the fuck anything. off him. Yeah. Yep. I, and, no, like, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that was the whole thing where it's, like, if you have a thousand good cops and one or ten bad cops, 
and the thousand don't call out the even the one bad cop, you have a yeah. thousand and one bad cops. And I'm like, you know what? I actually really hardcore agree with that. On that subreddit, bad cop no donut, someone took a, like a video camera, like a hidden video camera, and went to police stations like, hey, I'd like to lodge a complaint against an officer and have his badge number. And at 40% of the precincts he went to, he mm -hmm. got threatened to get detained and arrested if he went through with it. Yeah, and that's fucking terrible. That's Honestly, awful. I think the best thing to do would be to start our, like the people's police force and start arresting cops and trying them in our own citizen courts. I'm not yeah. even fucking kidding. I think that's the point we're at. Because, like I said on our last episode, I have no hope for our political system no, to make this change. Nope. It's the ballot Zero. or the bullet that's or the funny. business. Yeah, that's like what it. I add to it. The ballot, yeah. the bullet, or the business. Because mm -hmm. like you said... Black people supporting black businesses, black banks, financial sovereignty. Yes, and if you do your business happen. in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. then <gasps> the tax doesn't go to the state. Yep. And it's like, I, Joe Biden's not going to get us out of this mess. God damn it. There's <laughs> no way. I mean, that, that was the whole, I assume, I assume you've seen the Tom and Jerry analogy around online. No. No? Uh, so it's like. If you look, if you Google like our Tom and Jerry friends, it's like, yeah, they're friends, but Tom has to pretend to hate Jerry or else the owners will get a new cat to kill Jerry. And it's mm. like whatever Republicans are Jerry and Democrats are Tom, where it's like, yeah. they're friends, but they pretend to hate each other. So we keep voting for Democrats to. Yeah, kayfabe. So, yeah, well, kayfabe. I've never heard of that. It's the, so this is an idea that I got from your favorite guy, Eric Weinstein. <laughs> but uh, kayfabe is the, the system of fake conflict mm. that drives pro wrestling. Oh, that's hilarious. And it comes from Carney's fabe was for some reason a word for fake. Okay. So it's like, I don't fucking yeah. know the whole history of it. But yeah, it's like po politics is kayfabe. You have Nancy Pelosi out here like, oh, Trump is evil. Trump is a demon. But then she votes for all his military <laughs> yep. budgets and for all the bailout bills. 100%. And shit. Kanye had the best comment on Trump. Someone's like, hey, Kanye, 10 years ago you said... Uh, uh, who the fuck's that president? Like George, George Bush doesn't, Bush care, about doesn't care about black people. Do you really think Trump cares about black people? And Kanye actually like, took like 30 seconds to sit, and he's like, I think Trump's like when you, when you and your girlfriend break up, and then your girlfriend and her best friend um, get in a fight, and you're talking to her best friend, and she tells you all the shitty things your girlfriend did while she's dating you, like all that, like that stuff like that. Trump plays that role in the terms of he's doing the same thing that all the past presidents have done, mm -hmm. but he makes it so obvious, and he puts such a bad face on it. Like the kids in the concentration camps at the border. Obama hadn't built those camps. Like, like it's very similar. Trump just puts a fat balding old white guy face on it and it's just really easy to hate so when i look at it more and more and this is going to completely go against what i'm saying in this episode i'm i'm moving toward a world where i'm like just tending to the part of the garden i can touch like mm -hmm. helping myself you know maybe those around me the community and stuff but like when i look at bigger politics like i didn't vote in the primary i'm probably not going to vote in the main election i'm like it, it feels hopeless and that's what they want though well, and that's why it's so important to have these other options, like building our own businesses, building our own systems, is because the reason people feel helpless is we've been tricked into thinking that the government has to be the middleman for our empowerment. Yep. Like any positive change in society has to happen through the government. And that's just false. Because mm -hmm. even at the beginning, like this country exists because people went outside of the government and built their own shit. And that's what we, we need to be doing. Like, that's why I'm building the business, is it's not, it's not in a real big place right now, but 
as soon as I have the sales to actually hire people, like I do all my price projections with $15 an hour. It's like nice. people just have to make these changes on the ground. And it's like I say the ballot, the bullet, or the business. You don't have to pick one. <laughs> or I guess like each individual should pick one, and we need to do all three at the same time. Did you vote for Biden in the primary? Well, I can't because I'm a independent. Oh, brutal. Because I don't, I think, like I said, yeah. political parties should be illegal. You Are you shouldn't. voting for Biden, Trump, or a third party? Because a vote for a third party does show, like, if, you know, 20% of people voted third party, yeah, Trump would win another four years if you view that as bad, which I kind of agree with. You know, yeah, it'd be in a bad next four years. But then next time, there would be a chance that people would take the third party seriously. Yeah. I mean, do you want the douchebag or the turd sandwich? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I even posted on Facebook a while ago. I'm like, do, do, do I pick senile old white man one or senile old white man two? And people are like, senile, one of them's way better and the other. I'm like, they're the fucking same, man. Maybe one's a little bit better, but God damn it. Come on. How are these our choices? How do we not have charismatic younger, someone in their 40s, charismatic, as Thomas would correct me and say? I mean, God damn. I mean, just younger. Noam Chomsky, manufacturing consent, the media is a propaganda machine, military industrial complex, and the deep state controls everything (laughs) behind the scenes, and the president is just a fucking figurehead. It is. And most of the president's job up until now has just been like putting a nice face on this depraved behemoth of a imperialist government. Trump's a bad face for it. Yeah, no, and that's honestly, that's such a good service that he's done to the world. That's what I'm saying. Because it's undeniable how fucked up this all is now. It's like the Kanye metaphor kind of works, doesn't it? It's like, it's just showing you kind of like, hey, this is actually really shitty stuff going on. But at the same time, so up until now, I've been like the accelerationism guy. I'm like, fuck it. Like, let's just get through. Um, let's just accelerate past it. Like Jeff Bezos and stuff are good because mm. they're accelerating us to the end of capitalism. And then so hopefully, like I do think things like communism or socialism would be going backwards. I think we need to hit the end of capitalism and then maybe there will be a new system in place. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think the best system would be like like Denmark, it's a, which is a pretty good balance of capitalist and socialist values. Yeah. There's certain parts of the economy that are really heavily controlled and regulated, and there's certain parts of the economy that are more free market. And I think that's the right thing. I think we should nationalize things like healthcare. We should delete Wall Street. That whole finance industry is Mm -hmm. fucking terrible. It's awful. But then also, like, we need space in society for entrepreneurs and for people building new things. Mm -hmm. Because even on, like, climate change right now, I, I learned about this company at one ventures okay. it's a venture capital and they invest in like revolutionary clean technology and stuff and uh so most of the technological work on climate change is being done in the private sector right now mm-hmm. and we need that we need to yeah, figure out 100%. the balance of like what to control and regulate and what to let run free there's no way we can just let the government control climate change like believe it or not whatever pollution call it pollution pollution's a way less charged term just being like the world is polluted and that does add to it. I mean, here in Oregon, honestly, my plants are growing better. It's sunnier earlier in the year. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. But Where were um, you before? I, I mean, just Oregon 10 years ago. Oh, for sure. Like it didn't snow or rain or hail this winter and stuff. And you know, next winter could be worse. That's the bummer about it. I'm just trying to look at the bright side, man. Um, <laughs> but goddamn, like, so when I worked at Hop Valley for a couple of days, um, the amount of plastic they used, saran wrapping, um, the big cases of variety packs, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it is more saran wrap than I'd use in my entire life. And then so I look at my food that I'm going to save for a couple of days and I'm like, what's the harm if I use, 
you know, eight square inches of saran wrap when they literally use mm-hmm. probably what would be equivalent of 30 of the rolls that I'm using in just for one pack. And they'd go through 20 packs a day at one facility. So, I mean, there's a, there's this product category of essentially beeswax coated co- oh, yeah. pieces of cotton. I've seen those. That they work really well. Like Eti is the brand I've used, E-T-E-E. Mm-hmm. But like you use that instead of saran wrap. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason we can't make a similar product for industrial settings. Yeah. Like just giant sheets of beeswax coated canvas. Mm-hmm. So you, you think the uh, individual should play their part? Because I'm, I'm feeling lost now after like seeing stuff like that and just all the industrial use of shit that's going on. I'm like, me personally changing stuff, does it really change? Does it matter at all? It, yeah. Every, this is another thing. that they, This is an idea that gets in your head and tells you that individual action doesn't matter. But it always matters because society is made of individuals. Mm-hmm. And isn't it a Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see in the world? Yeah. That's what it is. It Gandhi's comes down to individuals dude. making tiny choices. I don't think society is made up of individuals. I think 80% of society is made up by corporations. Which are, are, I'm tired of that shit, <laughs> honestly. They're not What's individuals. A cor- corporations, what is a corporation? It's a group of fucking individuals. <laughs> it's a it's group people. of dead individuals. Like, I think cor- f- corporation doesn't care about, like, the money made so by corporations. SpaceX is a group of dead individuals? You, you circle jerk Elon Musk so hard. And I agree, but if you look at the... I think more people should be circle-jerking Elon Musk. Because who's making more rockets, solar panels, electric cars, pushing us forward on public transit? Mm -hmm. It's fucking Elon Musk. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, honest to God, he does a bunch. And no one's infallible. Like, I think he's just so outspoken. Like, when he went on Joe Rogan, he was like, they're over-counting COVID deaths when really they're under-counting it. I don't think coronavirus is that crazy of a thing i'm really hesitant about talking out about like coronavirus is like oh we should downplay it because you see all these articles about people who say that and then they die of coronavirus so i think it's like a uh ironic death virus i don't know i i think that the more you worry about coronavirus the more likely you are to get it okay yeah just on the very real level of like stress weakens your immune system yeah no a hundred percent i mean jesus that's no good. Uh, speaking of all this stuff, I went and set up a primary health care doctor. Uh-huh. I'm going to go try to get an Adderall prescription. <laughs> but when I was setting him up, I got a full blood work done. And so I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've even talked about it on the show, but everyone in my personal life kind of makes fun of me and, like, they don't believe my health advice because I'll eat salt. Like, I'll eat a teaspoon of salt and just chug it down with water. <laughs> Especially if anyone listening, if you get a headache... Um, just drink some fucking salt. Like, just mix salt and water and drink it. Yeah, and it I mean, got there's my a lot of ways salt water is good for you. Yeah, but I got my sodium levels back and it was dead in the center. Because everyone's like, oh, salt's bad for you. It's going to give you high heart disease. I'm like, for all of human history, salt was what we used to store meat. So we, we just ate so much salt. You needed salt. Yeah. And, like, of all the flavors, like umami, uh, bitter, sweet, salty, and whatever. Yeah. Like, if you do go one week without eating any salt, like, you're going to be fucking in trouble. So our bodies are really good at metabolizing it. But this whole low-fat or low-salt diet um, American thing is yeah. leading us to not eat enough salt. Eat more salt, people. Well, I think there's a lot to go into there. I'll start with the salted meat preservation. Yeah. When you make salted meat you have to first rinse all the salt off and then boil it twice. So you boil it once, throw away the water, and then boil it again to get a lot of the salt out of there. Oh, interesting. And then it is still really salty, but... <laughs> and it, it, it all comes down to balance and mm-hmm. excess. Yes. 
And the type of salt you consume. Yes. Because ordinary table salt is That's very different good. from like yep. rock salt. And rock salt has the other like two percent magnesium. Like like it has all these other little things in yeah. it that are good for you too. But um, there's a study. I might even just throw the link in it to this episode if I remember. But it shows that if you have something like ten times the daily allotted amount instead of um, two point six grams, you yeah. have, or maybe it's six times, like twenty, like. 13 to 20 grams of salt a day, which is pretty much a whole salt shaker, you have a lower risk of heart attack than if you eat the daily recommended amount. Like that's how much, and if you eat any less than daily recommended amount, uh, heart attack risk goes just skyrockets. Interesting. So it's immensely safer to eat more salt than it is to eat less. Crazy, isn't it? Makes sense. I mean, (laughs) I don't know where the anti-salt thing originated. A lot of those diets came from just like, half-assed research and yeah. assumptions made based on incomplete information. 100%. Like the whole s- the cereal? Yeah. It's Kellogg. all bogus. It's all bogus. God damn. I that know. Was, we eat, honestly, cereal and graham crackers exist yeah. because he wanted to invent foods that made people less horny. Yeah. It was like a... Asylum guy. I forget which religion, but he was like a super religious guy, mm-hmm. Kellogg. Quaker. Quaker, Quaker probably, yeah. Um, no, but I actually do have a theory. I think I've said it on the show. I'm sorry for people who listen to every episode. I cherish you. Um, <laughs> but no, I do know why they went less salt. It's a, it's a theory I have. They went less salt because when you crave potato chips or um, whatever, you crave something salty. Yeah. And then so if they do low salt potato chips, you have to eat more potato chips to get it, to get the salt that you want. I want to do a study where I make people drink a thing of salt water and then eat chips or not drink a thing of salt water and then eat chips and say who drink eat, eats more chips mm. like a thousand people or take a thousand people and either have them eat low salt potato chips or regular potato chips and i bet the low salt potato chips people would eat more well, so we al- we also need a control group yeah we need so we need the people who drink salt water the people who drink regular water mm-hmm. and then the people who just eat chips yeah i guess that could be a good control group yeah but you know what i mean just like like just kind of i mean the the regular water would be the control group in that situation. I don't care, man. I'm trying we, to buy the least amount of potato. Let's talk about this. I'm let's, trying to buy the least I, amount I of potato I do want to do some research projects. It'd be cool as hell, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, how much would a bag of potato chips cost? A buck, and you just buy a 1,000 of them, and you weigh out 100 grams of potato chips for every guest, and then you weigh it after and be like, okay, they ate 60 grams of potato chips after without drinking uh, salt water. This person drank salt water, they ate 30. And like just that, you could be like, well, one person came in hungrier than the next. But if you did like 1,000 of each person, then... You know, you'd be like, okay, well, on average, the people coming in hungry and less hungry would balance out um, with a large enough uh, group of people. Yeah, this just gave me an idea for a startup company. Yeah? Um, You make kits to send to people's homes so they don't have to go anywhere to participate in research studies. That'd be hilarious. I, I, I participated. Does somebody make it happen? <laughs> I participated in a research study. I think I got a grand or like eight hundred and fifty bucks for it. Um, what it was, they were testing how much cortisol this mining machine causes. Um, mining? Up at, yeah, like a mining, like so it's like it shakes you. It's like huh. a, a mine shaft, like like. Yeah. Um, but it's the seat. It's tried. It's uh, meant to like reduce the amount of thing you had. It was up at OSU. But anyway, so I had to go in early in the morning, and it was like eight hour days of having a fucking IV in my arm because they take blood periodically and test like my cortisol levels and stuff. So like you can't eat all day, can't drink anything, you can't exercise or anything. Um, 
but I still fucking took Kratom eight after the first day because I'm like, this is bogus, man. So I just take Kratom and they just show me Planet Life for eight hours while I'm on this machine that's like vibrating me. That's so weird. I, I totally fucked up the study because I obviously I took Kratom. Like I fucked and I ate. I totally fucked it up, which made me lose a lot of respect in no, a lot but, of studies. But if they're testing your cortisol levels, why would they make you do a bunch of stuff that's going to stress you out? No, st- I know, exactly. Well, they just want a baseline. Like, if I eat a big meal one day and then a little small meal the next day, like, that would change. Whereas if I don't eat anything, two I mean, days in a row. You'd think it would tell them to, like, just be consistent. Just yeah. eat and drink as much as you normally do. Yep. No, that, that's why I was pissed off. Because the first day I went, I think I had to go, like, six times. I went twice a week for three weeks or something. Um, the first time I went in, dude, the nurse tried to get my vein in my arm five times. And she's like, well, all this me poking you uh, probably raised your cortisol. So you can't do it today. So I literally fucking went, went in 8 a.m. without eating or anything. Had my arm poked she five times. You a bunch of times. Yeah. Well, she's just like, well, maybe I'll get it this time. Maybe this time. And I'm like, she's like, all right, we'll go home today. You can try again next time. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So when I went to the, my primary and I was like, just put it in right up here. Um, yeah, they have to put it in like above my bicep, like between my bicep and my shoulder. Huh. Because if you put it in on my elbow where they just want to every time, it just, they don't get it. Weird. I have very prominent veins, I've been told. Yeah, you're a veiny guy. Yeah, very <laughs> <Okay>. vascular. <gasps> All that heroin. No, I'm kidding. Um, so anyways, what's been up with you personally, not the world at large? With me personally, it's been weird. It has been. I think I'm considering a strategic pivot for dirt balls. Ooh, what is it? Do you want some chocolate? Sure. I'm sorry. Guess guess, a lot of people probably hate when I eat. You're a bad podcaster. You're opening rappers on your own show. You're not supposed to eat either, but you know what? I bought some chocolate at the Kiva down the road. I'm going to treat my guests. Some good organic local chocolate, I hope. But no, uh, because there are these two local online marketplaces for, for produce. They're called Localicious Eugene <laughs> and Planet Verde, okay. which is run through the slow foods movement. Mm, I like that. And this week, with just like two emails, I sold 14 packs through those two Whoa. sites. That's cool. And that's a lot more return on a lot less effort than going through the physical stores in Eugene. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in these stores, but it's tough. And I, I even like, I sent packages of stuff like two packs of dirt balls and a sales letter and didn't hear a peep back. That's so And I definitely need to follow up on them, but it's like, I'm just trying to take the path of least resistance to selling more dirt balls. Yeah. And if all of you go on Localicious and Planet Verde and the Whitaker Community Market has a virtual online marketplace. Do they ship non-locally for other people? What? Do they ship non-locally? This this show's based in Eugene, Oregon for people who are listening and actually want this. Sorry for all the people in Canada and India and wherever else, but I'm talking about Eugene here. But I don't know if uh, they might ship. No, they probably don't ship outside of Eugene. <laughs> and that's my niche. Like, I need to be the person who starts shipping Eugene products to other places. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine offered me a CBD deal where he makes um, CBD pills. Uh-huh. Like, he, he's, he works in a lab that doesn't, but they haven't sold any yet. And he's like, Tiger, I can sell them to you white label wholesale. Um, for it'd be like 40 or 50 bucks for a bottle of 30 pills of 100 milligrams of CBD per pill. Mm. And that's like, I mean, if you do look at other CBD websites, that's like, holy shit, normally they sell for like 80. So I'm like, I could buy, you know, I could, he said sell them white labels and put talks with Tiger CBD on them. And then I could sell them like, that actually sounds kind of like a good, fun idea. So I might do that. Um, I might reach out to other people. Katie Brown LA, who came on the show, she closed her closing company and she texted me that she's starting up a CBD uh, chew company. So it's like Zen pouches. 
but they have CBD in them instead. I'm mm. like, sounds all right. I'll try one. <laughs> try to plug me into that like branding. I love, I love brand the branding process. Yeah, it'd be fun. It, I mean, it'd be fun to just honestly like the. Um, positive energy only people like that guy who came on the show i guess this episode isn't out yet sorry people um like he has an online store that actually does pretty well and like i'm just meeting more and more people i'm like god damn it'd be fun to get everyone together and all just kind of like rep each other's stuff on each other's sites even yeah why don't you put together like a talks with tiger summit bring everyone together mm. have some cocktails have some food let's Fuck, grill. that's a good idea yeah. i tried to start that facebook group um i'm never gonna join a facebook group i, I fucking know. hate facebook I'm starting to hate Facebook more and more. Dude, I can't believe that Twitter finally acted on Trump and Trump complained like the way he did. That was like, dude, you're a fucking baby. <laughs> what? I agree they have been censoring conservatives, but the shit Trump was saying, like, it deserved, like, I think it's cool that Twitter uh, fact checks him. I think it's fucking terrible. Wow. Because right now, it feels like a bad thing because Orange Man Bad is in office. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... If we give, if we make it normal to give these companies the power to censor people at their own discretion, mm -hmm. using third-party fact-checkers mm -hmm. who nobody knows who they are, a lot of them are connected to the Atlantic Council, which is connected to the deep state and the military-industrial complex. Conspiracy theorists, no, yes, I believe Read, it. Go on the fucking internet, Tiger. I believe tiger. it. But it's um, like, but you'd I rather have the government own it, and then Trump would control it, and he'd be I'd like, rather oh, have, he... I'd rather have people just use the fucking block button and manage what's in your own social media feed. Yeah. If you just mute and block people, then their word spreads less. Yeah. I said it on the show before. If you just ignore people you don't like, yeah. then you're giving them less of your energy mm -hmm. and you're giving them less power. Yeah. Donald Trump thrives on the attention people give him. He does, 100%. And everyone is just hooked in. It's terrible. Like, I, and it's like, as soon as Twitter has the power to be fact-checking Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. They have the power to be fact-checking everybody. And they have an automatic sense of authority just because you're on their platform. But they don't have your best interests in mind. They have their own best interests in mind. Yeah. And as soon as you become politically inconvenient to Twitter, they're going to start censoring you and fact-checking you. Yeah. And I don't want them to have that power. Yeah, I get that. So, so they should just be a, uh, a publishing house, not an editor kind of thing. Like what, they, they I don't, do just I don't know the exact answer to that question. Yeah. I mean, like, like they, they're not like, oh, you can or can't put this. Oh, they banned Alex Jones. They shouldn't be able to do that. Like, you should, you, should they just allow everyone on their site and not really take an opinion? I mean, yeah. I think yeah. that would be great. And also, banning Alex Jones was, like, the best thing ever for Alex Jones. You think so? Yeah. I think he lost a lot of income and stuff. I mean, it killed Milo Yiannopoulos' career in life to be banned from YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Well, Milo Yiannopoulos' career was entirely based on being a social media provocateur. He was a rage baiter. <laughs> but, because uh, Alex Jones has a thriving physical product business with all the health supplements. He also sells, like, gun holsters and all this other random stuff. Hmm. And his brand is I'm the one who is against the powers that be. Mm -hmm. And now that the powers that be made it very clear that he's correct about that, mm -hmm. his brand loyalty just went up by but, like a magnitude of 10. But he's friends with Trump. He's, he's friends with the most highest power that be right now. Right now. He's friends with the power that be. Yeah. Well, and that's also Trump's brand <laughs> yeah. is being against the powers that be. I know. It's Even though he's thing. been assimilated into the system at this point. Mm-hmm. It's messed up, man. I, honest to God, 
really hope that Kanye runs in 2024. Like, I swear to God, people listening, everyone thinks I'm joking or they're like, they just have their minds so made up. To the fact where the number one people who hate Kanye are the people who spout off like, it's just love in the universe, you should love and respect everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think about Kanye? Later in the show, they're like, I fucking hate him. I'm like, you're I'm glad you brought that up. because I've been thinking about that all week. Like, <laughs> okay. You cannot say that you love everyone. No. Unless you fucking love everyone. Because mm-hmm. we're all part of the great, like, macro consciousness. We're mm-hmm. all spiritually connected in this thing. Yep. And if we're being honest, that means that we are spiritually connected with all the rapists, child molesters, terrorists, bad cops, good cops, nurses, priests, heroes, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all human. Yeah. And it's just, if you were in, you and I were in different circumstances, we'd be murdering babies yes. in a war zone. I do believe that, though. Yeah. And even these people who are virtue signaling on Twitter for a living, like, it's the same shit with them. And it's happened, like, this is, like, the main, one of my main takeaways from Jordan Peterson, is that any human can go in any direction yes. in the right circumstances. I 100% agree with that. Like, I think... We are, oh, like, I mean, that's the biggest hang-up on people who are like, we're all one. It's like, all right, well, then you're a child molester and a mass murderer and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, under those circumstances, you grew up in a household where you were raped as a kid and you were beaten, so you have no uh, sense of, like, anyone else's emotions. Like, I, that, that's possible. I could imagine any, uh, you know, consciousness that grows up like that would turn out like that. That's the idea of open individualism. Like, someone cuts you off in traffic, you're like, oh, like, I can understand how I might do that on accident or something, to the point where now when I honk at people, mm-hmm. I'm not even like, fuck you, man. I'm like, hey, wake up. Please don't injure anyone. I don't want to get injured. Like, it's more of like a wake-up call. Because yeah. everyone, everyone zones out. And if someone lightly just honks at me, I'm like, okay, I'm awake now. Sorry about that, life. Definitely. Yeah, I think about that whenever somebody doesn't use a turn signal. Mm-hmm. Because I was driving around for almost a year with no turn signals. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so now that's in my head. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe their car's broken and they're just like a little financially strapped right yeah. now. I don't trust turn signals anyways. If I'm coming out and someone has a right turn signal on, I'm still not going to go out until they like heavily slow down and start to make the turn. Oh, definitely. Like, could no one just trust turn signals? Yeah. I think it's good to be overcautious while driving. Yeah. Hey, if I get a club of people together who want to do stand-up comedy, would you want to do it too? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Do you want to know the funniest thing that I've thought of lately? And it's going to be a way too far of a personal look into my life. Um, but uh, so a roommate of mine always used to use like have lube just sitting out on his desk. I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing. And so I thought and like I thought about lube more. I'm like, what is it? And I came up with this. Please, no one bite this joke. It's mine. But lube is like foreplay in a bottle. Because you just get to, you know, you don't even no, need red to. wine is foreplay in a bottle. Yeah, that too. But lube's like the I mean, essence of it. But no, because lube is like, you don't. Yeah. Well, at least I don't need the lube until like the penis is going in the, the yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's going and into. everything before that's foreplay and it gets her wet. So lube is just getting her wet without the foreplay. It's okay, foreplay. Yeah, yeah. Of a, right? Isn't that fucking like, hilarious? You need to like, you need to set it, it yeah. up a little bit. Totally need to. I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to kind of put it together. Um, my whole set is pretty much just going to be me being a horrible, awful, brutally bad boyfriend. And then it's no, like, like just like different, like exactly like, oh, you don't have, need to do foreplay and stuff like uh, what, you know. 
just shitty things. And I'm going to end it with, I guess that's why I'm probably so against therapy is because if I went in like to couples therapy with my partner, he'd be like, so you ask your girlfriend to lose weight, you use lube as foreplay. Like you just list off <laughs> all, the, all the jokes that I've done. And it's like, maybe that's why I'm against therapy or something like that. Mm. No. There's some potential there. Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, obviously I put no time and effort into it because I'm fucking into EDM, bro. <laughs> and I'm not going to sell you, send you a beat. And you know why? Because you're a bitch. Because I'm a bitch. <laughs> no, I thought of the term a lot more, man. I'm like, I put a lot, like I put probably 20 hours into one of those beats. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I sent it to you and you rapped over it and you put it up on Spotify, you, you could be like, oh man, I killed that beat as if you rapped over it good. But then it's like, oh, well, the beat's copyrighted now. You killed it. Like you killed the beat. It can't be used for anything else anymore. So that's how I think no, of you killing need, beats No, you just now. need to learn about music licensing because you, yeah. you can just sell me a lease on it. Mm. And that's different from you selling me exclusive rights. Okay. And if you just sell me a lease, then you can lease it out to as many people as you want. I'll potentially let you rap on my album. It'll mostly be EDM. I'll have one rap song, like a homie's rap song, with everyone that I know rapping on one song. The rest mm. of it's going to be like house and EDM and fun shit, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you've posted anything that I actually would want to rap on. So oh, whoa, hey, look at this guy. Like, I, don't, I don't get that much joy of rapping over EDM beats. No, who would? I mean, I don't really think anyone does. Here's the thing I've noticed. I want female singers on my EDM beats, I kind of post like anyone who sings or raps, but I don't want guys singing over EDM. Have you heard any guy EDM songs? They're the most cringeworthy shit I've ever heard. Holy fuck. Yeah. Girls say cringeworthy stuff. I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'm sure she's hot and she's young. It's whatever. But then a guy does. I'm like, you're a fucking soy boy, bro. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. I, I, I love the type of lyrics that are in EDM songs. It seems like it's a really easy writing process. Exactly, right? (laughs) But I'm like, dude, I spend so long because in Logic that I finally actually have, now I'm not using Torrented. I'm going to say it a million times because I'm so happy I bought it. Um, You can change the tune of the kick drum so you can like G kick, E kick, D kick to match the bass and the kick. So it's almost like you can make uh, 808s in there. I fucking love it, bro. Did you bring your laptop? You didn't. No, not this time. I going to give you sublab again. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, these days, I'm more focused on the rapping than on the beat making, just because mm. a lot of people are sending me beats. I'm finding a lot of good beats online. Nice. Yeah, I was I'd, just working on two songs last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'd like to rap, but I mean, I'm just a white guy rapping, and there's people as good as Childish Gambino and stuff out there, so I'm like, I'm not going to rap. That's not going to be my thing. But EDM music seems kind of fun. There's a lot of bad of it out there that make got popular, so yeah. I feel like I actually have a chance with that. Make EDM great again. Yeah. No, I mean, honest to God, and I'm probably six years late to this party, but that song, Animals, where it's like, I can't fucking, <laughs> I can't do it. It was huge six years ago. You know what? I'm going to fucking play a minute Animals of it. Animals by who? Um, I don't fucking know. But goddamn, dude, I am so into this song right now, even though, like, I played it for everyone else. They're like, we hate that song. Wait for it. Oh, yeah. This is a classic. I was like, damn, that's a banger. <laughs> so then I was like, I'm going to try to make like one ravey song. And so I put it at like the BPM of like 140, 144, whereas the other ones are at 120. Mm. And I'm like, my heart is fucking racing the whole time I'm making it because I'm like matching it and like I'm like kicking my, my foot to it. So I'm like, I need to chill out and make like 80 beats per minute song. Mm. For people listening, I'm so sorry. I'm so music centric lately. Um, <laughs> after I make just even four EDM songs and one like rap song with all the homies, uh, I'm gonna finish a screenplay. I have an 80-page done screenplay, and it needs 20 more pages. I've sat on it for over a year now. Yeah, you said you were gonna give me a copy of that. 
Could I give you a copy of that? Yeah, you read it. I love reading people's stuff and editing. I'm a great editor. Really? Because yeah. that's my least favorite thing. My homie, Rick Hubble, he's been on the show three times. A lot of people's favorite guests. He just finished a book that's like 400 pages. Absurd. I'm like mad props to you, dude. Because the first time he ever came on the show was like as a joke after he published like a 60 page book of like mm -hmm. short stories that he wrote in college. Um, so it was like, oh, it's his world tour press and it's like a joke. But now I'm like, shit, he actually published a fucking book. So I'm excited to have him on. But anyways, man, um, again, I, a lot of my minds, like my mind's uh, bandwidth right now is taken up with thinking about race issues because I'm sorry to just bring it back to that. But like the media right now is inciting a race war. There was a whole joke that I saw um, someone posted there like, you know, the pandemic's slowing down when the, the media starts inciting a race war again 24 seven. I'm like, they fucking are, dude. Right? And there ain't no social distancing happening at these no. protests. Yeah. Not a peep about that. But that's another reason why I said all lives matter. Because I'm like, this should not be a race war thing. This should be a cops need to be held fucking accountable thing. Like we're paying for them. Yeah, I mean, that's the only problem with making it centered around race issues is it's like it keeps people from looking at what we were talking about earlier, where it's like it's a state violence issue. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I think the emotional impact of state violence is a lot more on mm -hmm. the black community yes. than it is on other communities. Yes. Latino or community, too. Or at too. least it's uh, shown on the media more or the examples of it are way worse. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there are tons of examples of white people being brutally murdered by cops, too. Like, it isn't something that just happens to black people. But I do think there are some cops that are definitely fucking racist. Or they're like, they know it's like, whatever, black people make up 50% of violent crimes. You know what I learned recently? I'm reading this book called Behave by Robert Sapolsky. Yeah. It, he's a, one of the top neuroscientists in the world. Oh, nice. And, like, racism is literally embedded in our brains. Oh, yeah. Like, you, they did this study where they showed people pictures of people of the same race mm -hmm. and people of different races. Mm -hmm. And just looking at a picture yeah. of someone from a different race activates a fear response in yeah. your amygdala. And that happens faster than your frontal cortex can kick in and be like, oh, that's just it. another person. Because a thousand years ago, you would have diseases that I didn't have, you know? Exactly. I get that. But God damn. I what mean, do we do with that, though? Like, yeah. How do we use that knowledge for good? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, honest to God, like if we did all just become mulatto people in 200 years, if everyone just like just insti institute breeding, like yeah. you have to breed with someone who's not the same Let's race Let's make pro-miscegenation laws. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> oh, anti-miscegenation is anti-race mixing laws oh, that Jesus. used to be on the books. On the book? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 90% sure interracial relationships were illegal at one point in this country. That's fucking nutty, dude. Do you want to hear the most, the two most racist ignorant takes that I've had. One of them I haven't shared on the show. One of them I've said a couple times. Like that you've had yourself? Mm -hmm. And I just want someone to dissect him. Um, I was going to wait and have it with Jason Dorsett. Like he was my first guest. He's my 30th guest. Mm -hmm. um, and I was going to have him on, but coronavirus made it. So OSU locked down, so I couldn't speak with him and oh, yeah. um, my old boss, Dr. William Massey. But and, and I kind of brought it up with the show um, that I got really into racism with, Traylon Days. Um, that's where I said All Lives Matter. That whole episode was just really, like, racially charged. And I was like, I feel bad for what I said in it. But people are always like, 
these bad things happen, like the worst things that happen in America is, you know, we took the land from Native Americans and to dissect that, I always respond of like, that's how land's always been taken. Like, are we gonna live based off the lifeboat's fallacy where it's like the first people to get anywhere ever own that land now? It's mm -hmm. like, how far back in history are we gonna go? Cause I mean like, you know, like uh, different places in Europe took over each other's places and retook over. Are you gonna go all the way back to whatever was first there? You know? So it's like, it's just a weird thing where I'm like, I really think that the Nat Americans killing Native Americans is the most recent one in history of people mm -hmm. radically taking landmass from other humans and like being like, no, fuck you. And then so we want to like re like undo that. And I get it. But at the same time, it's happening right now with Russia and the Ukraine and Palestine and um, Israel. Like it's happening yeah. right now. And people don't give a fuck. Like people aren't actually trying to help make that a peaceful thing. They're like, no, I want to bitch about something that happened four years, 400 years ago, which I totally get. Well, I think there are people who are very angry about Israel-Palestine. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think this is a good time to bring up another th concept I've been thinking about a lot. And that's emotional truth versus logical truth. Oh, yeah, you kind of mentioned that earlier. Yeah, and because the, with the Native American thing, like, it is logically true that that's just how shit goes. Like, cultures, we really cultures come in conflict with yes. each other, and there's a winner or a loser. Mm -hmm. You could frame Native American, like, America taking over as they won a war and they took the land, which is how wars have always gone, typically. Yeah. Normally, they'd kill everyone. You yeah. Know? But then there, there's also the emotional truth of, like, holy shit, we did yes. some terrible things. Because it was a war. Yes. And there is no war without atrocities. Yes. It was brutal and fucked up and horrible. And, like, there were certain things about Native American cultures. Like, some tribes kept slaves. Tribes were at constant war with each other, yep. murdering people. Savage murder. Mm -hmm. Probably shouldn't use the word have, savage talking about have, Native Americans. They didn't that's have not written PC, language. But. And my whole thing is I keep asking people, I'm like, okay, so say no one ever, they're like, all right, America is, or the United, or whatever this place is that mm -hmm. we're currently on, we leave those for the Native Americans. Whatever we're else have progressed technologically and we're like, well, we can't go change them. They don't have mm -hmm. written, like, I mean, like, would people, I don't know, it's just this weird thing where it's like, what else would have happened? I mean, I think if we could have found a way to incorporate Native, certain parts of Native culture rather mm -hmm. than just imposing European culture, yes. we would be in a better place because like, Native Americans had a, a strong spiritual connection to the land. Okay. And Europe is in a constant state of disharmony. Like Western culture is constant disharmony with nature. And if we could have like, looked at the way the indigenous folks lived and learned from them rather than just coming in with the assumption that like, we got Jesus, we got printing presses, we got everything you don't, we're gonna make this shit better. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, that's really arrogant. We should have listened and learned as much as we could. And I don't know how possible that would have been because like different languages, I different know. cultures. Dude, I am so curious how when two people meet from different languages, how they ever decode each other's languages. It takes a while, definitely. And it's uh, it's pretty easy to communicate with people when you don't speak the language, though. Yeah. Is it? I mean, not in, like, a detailed way, but you can... Like, if you're in Russia, how would you ever 
Like you go there and because like you go to Mexico and you know a little bit of Spanish and people Piquito. point, people are friendly. You go to Russia or somewhere you know nothing and they just start talking at you. There's no way, maybe through pointing and stuff, but how would you decode? Like would you do the Helen Keller thing of like you go touch water and be like, I say water, you say your word. Like is that how it works or like honest to God, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I am pretty good with language. Like I mm. can pick things up pretty quickly. Do you speak a second language? I, I, uh, <laughs> je, je parle un peu de français. Okay. Speak. Un piquito de español. Pig Latin. Soy hablo <laughs> le español de los gringos. Okay. Yeah, no, that's pretty That's way better than I could do. Props. Uh, and I've taken a tiny bit of uh, Russian classes on Duolingo because I think Cyrillic is a really cool script. I like the letters. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, my no, no, no. What's your other racist take, though? Dude, I'm not going to... I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm, I'm maybe I'll, I'm going to save it for Jason Dorsett, but my next guest, he just said, hey, I'm here, even though I said, hey, can we meet at 2.40? So he's 20 minutes early. And then I'm like, you outside right now? I can let you in. I was just going to have him sit there while we finish up because we have 10 more minutes left. Yeah. Um, but he is a black guest and it's not a thing that I'd want to have a conversation with another <laughs> white guy as he just sits there not being able to talk because I would feel very guilty. So I'm going to have, and, and it is not a conversation I just want to have as two white dudes because I'm like, it's such a weird thing between people are like, I just read a bunch of shit about like white fragility where it's like white people yeah. are too scared to even confront racist thoughts and things. So they expect you to um, like talk like, Talk, speak less about the racism you've endured and stuff. I'm like, I talk pretty openly about it. I've gotten great success in terms of no one's like, you shouldn't mention that. And I'm like, a lot of the things I say are very ignorant, but I think they're logical things that I've kind of formed by hearing. And the one, the most racist thought that I've ever had, I've never said it to anyone. I've never heard it from anyone. Hmm. And I'm like, and I don't obviously act on it. I just want to put it out into the world to someone who could deconstruct it. Definitely. Um, Cause like all I'm these, whenever, not the right person. No, exactly. So whenever <laughs> I say something that's like really like, whoa, he should not be saying that. I'm, I'm kind of teeing someone up to like, hey, could you beat this logical fallacy, whatever logical fallacy I'm dealing with, or like enlighten me from your perspective? Yeah, and that's the whole point of free speech and conversation is like mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't fully understand an idea until you speak it out into the world. Yeah. And then you know, like it gives someone else the chance to tell you how it's wrong. Yeah. And a lot of times, like everyone's had the experience of you say something and halfway through it, yes. you're like, oh my God, that Literally is wrong. Saying, <laughs> Literally saying it. It's crazy, man. I don't know. Honest to God, I want to put a call. If there's anyone in Oregon who would drive or Eugene, Oregon, who's like a self-avowed white supremacist, alt-right person, hmm. far-right conservative, come on my show. Reach out to me. Email me at tigergruber at gmail.com or just look me up on social media or something. I would, I would love to actually just have a conversation with them. Um, because I'm like, I think a lot, the vast majority of my guests have been pretty left wing. I mean, you're the most centrist person I've had on the show. That's why I like talking weird, to you, homie. It's weird to be called a centrist. Huh? Where would you be? You're not on the, you're not uh, on I'm the thing. I'm outside. I'm in my own, like, like there's the, what's it called? There's the Scoville window. What's Man, that fucking thing fucking called? I have fucking clue what that is. No, it's not. I'm forgetting the word, but there's like a. Fuck, no, it's because Scoville is the spicy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, that has no, nothing to do I don't with know. it. I just, don't, I just don't associate with this political system. Yeah, I, you're so different, and, and you're on the edge. I'm just anti-everything. What did you th say the chart was for uh, people, like weird to popular? And oh, yeah, soy freak boy to, to normie. Freak to normie. broke to bougie. And so where me. are you on that? I think I'm more, I'm like heavily in the freak side and slightly more on the broke side. Okay. Here, I think he's here. Hey, man, you here? <laughs> All right, I'll let you in. Um, we can end it right now. Or do you have any? Could you just rep your stuff for ten seconds? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just ramble Free ball. for a little bit. 
Hello, everybody. My name's Jeremy Cummins. You knew that already. But uh, I'm out here. I sell snacks. Go to dirtballs.store to check out dirtballs. And I sell hats now. Go to zerofucks.design to check out the Zero Fucks hat. They've started to sell pretty well here in Eugene. And I think the, the idea of not giving a fuck kind of resonates no matter where you live. So check it out. Also, look up those local produce things I was talking about. Look up Polyface Farms to look up to learn about sustainable animal husbandry. Don't break it off jerking yourself off. <laughs> no, I'm talking about somebody else right now. I already oh, nice. jerked myself okay, off. Nice. Now I'm yeah. jerking off the other guys. Yeah, your once every two week jerk off session in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> why why do we always well, have to bring no, that up? No, cuz here's the thing. Now every time I jerk off, I'm thinking about I'm like am I losing energy? Dirtball says I am and he's a pretty credible dude. <laughs> don't call me a centrist and don't call me credible. <laughs> credible I'm not, I'm not either. Wait, so did, you you said you're far on the freak side and where are you t- from bougie to what? Bougie to Broke. broke to bougie. I'm slightly oh, more okay. on the broke side. I always I thought you had soy boy on that thing. No, it's just freak to normie. To normie. Yeah. And I'm a little bit, I'm probably center of that. Maybe a little bit broke and a little bit freak. I would honestly put you slightly more on the bougie side. Wow. Yeah. Why? Just because. That's crazy, man. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Here's the thing. I never want to come off as being wealthier than I am because I think the vast, 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 vast majority of people I talk to, uh, especially some of the people I've had on my show, not you, but like a couple of people who are like, oh, I do this rich thing. And then like, I'm kind of talking to them and they're like, oh, my business is doing really poorly right now. Or like, oh man, like, like things like that. I'm like, people just come off. Like they're so fucking rich and it doesn't help anyone. Like, just be honest about your finances. My God. Yeah. Flexing like that just comes from insecurity mm-hmm. and flexing can lead you into financial ruin. That's yes. why I don't do it. Well, I get That's it. That's why if I have these headphones held together with my, my coat God. hanger wire. 50 cent headphones, people. Um, if you're like, if you're single <laughs> and you're looking to fuck, I could see why you'd kind of flex because you're like, Oh, I want to come off as being um, a little bit like higher class than I am. Um, but God damn, the dating game is so weird. Are you single right now? Yeah. But there's, a, there's good things happening in that part of my life. You know what you should do? And I just told Thomas. Thomas, um, Buy a Russian wife? <laughs> that'd be the easy route. Um, <laughs> no, I was telling Thomas, um, if I was still single and doing this show, every time I was like courting like, or like, you know, like, kind of like hanging out with a new girl, I would have her on the show. Like, I would almost publicize my dating life because that would be so funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely people who do that. Are there? I've never heard of someone be like, every person I go, like my first date with a girl is going to be on a talk, like maybe not first, second date with a girl is going to be on a talk show. Third date. Fuck on the middle of a talk show? (laughs) I mean, if you want. (laughs) Just grunting. (laughs) (laughs) For like, like like what, 15 seconds of the show? (laughs) I mean, yeah, make like ASMR porn. Just oh my like. god. There's a whole subreddit for that. I think it's like not gone sit not safe for work audio gone wild or something like that. It's fucking hilarious. There's a subreddit for everything. Everything. <laughs> I wonder if people think I go on Reddit way too much, but here, I want to explain how much Reddit's helped me. First off, my computer, these mics came from someone I met on Reddit. Allowing me to use this room came from someone I met on Reddit. I mm. met someone who works for Shane and Joe Marushak at their Coast to Crest Fund. And because of that, I reached out to Joe and then I came here and then I, you know, I got to use this space. So I'm like, yeah. honest to God, like I probably used Reddit way too much. I'm addicted. That's my social but media good choice. Come from but it. good things have came from him. Like I wouldn't have this gear and I wouldn't be here for all I know. I'd be somewhere better. But, you know, so I'm in a weird place with that right now. Um, 
my other guest is very patiently waiting. We just made it to about 55 minutes. I appreciate the fucking hell out of you. You already repped your stuff? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, we'll end it. Uh, what is it? Eat, eat dirt, breathe air, drink water, and eat yeah. salt. Eat salt. Peace, love, and happiness, people. Stay hydrated. Stay safe. Uh-oh.